Multiformity, noun. The quality of being made of many different elements, forms, kinds, or individuals. Join me, Makiba Garraway, as I explore the what's, why's, and how-to's of home education. Hello, and a very warm welcome to the first episode of the Multiformity Home Adventures podcast. I'm your host, Makiba Garraway, and I'm super excited to bring you today's episode with artist and home educating mum of two, Aisha Weeks. I met Aisha at a home ed picnic last summer and we've kept in touch on Facebook ever since. She's a fellow South Londoner and I knew that she'd be a great guest to get on the show. Uh, The scope of our conversation in this episode is really wide and I think you'll all be able to relate and connect to different aspects of it, whether it be changing the direction of your career to really getting to know your children when you home educate and spending more time with them to fighting against our own tendencies to project our wants and needs onto our children. Also the dreaded socialisation question that always crops up and something that I myself can really relate to at the moment, which is the steep learning curve and the joys and challenges of home educating an autistic child. So open your ears, your eyes and your minds and I'm sure that you'll find something useful. Enjoy. Welcome, Aisha. Yes. Um, uh, can you like basically just introduce yourself and also your kids and your family? Okay. Um, I'm Aisha. I'm um, Ghanaian British, um, born here. Um, always lived in London. I have got two children, um, Alia and Mateo, who are five and eight. Um, and yeah, we've been home educating for. A year, exactly yeah. now. Yeah, a year. Um, and we're enjoying the journey. Um, lots of things have changed for us um, from where I thought I would be at this point in my life, but it's all good, a good journey. How did you, I don't know, like how far back does it go that you even started thinking about it before you actually did it and, you know? Okay, so um, bef- with my first daughter, my oldest daughter, um, when we were applying for schools, I remember having a conversation with my husband saying, if she doesn't get into school I want her to go to, she's not going to school. Mm. So the seed was kind of already there. Mm. She did end up getting into a school we wanted her to go to, mm. um, or that we, yeah, we thought was going to be fine for her. She always, she always had difficulty separating from me and just never really seemed to enjoy school. Mm. Um, but you kind of in the mindset where this is what you do. This is what you do, exactly. And also I was working in education, so I was working in a pupil referral unit. Um, So my mindset was in a a very different place. I'd studied education. Mm. And although I'd had, you know, looked at as part of my studies, Mm. um, alternative forms of education, you know, this was the norm and Mm. you do everything. Um, So... Yeah, we kind of just went with it. Um, she wasn't happy, so I then changed jobs. Hope that would make her a bit happier. Mm. Had my second daughter, stayed at home. Thought, you know, everybody would be a lot happier. Um, and it it was it was okay, but everyone was still a bit stressed, and you know, there's not enough time, not enough hours in the day. Mm. And I kind of felt like I didn't know her. I'd kind of lost. What, um, Alia or Mateo? Yeah, Alia. Yeah. Because yeah. Mateo had always been home with me. Right, right, right. Um, and 
age, so I was, yeah, age three, Matteo went to nursery um, and yeah, it wasn't going to work. Mm. Um, we persevered with it because you kind of go, it's fine, you know, it's an attachment thing, she's only little, she'll get used to it, she'll get used to it, mm. but progressively it was just becoming worse and worse. And, and she, had Aaliyah settled in already, like in her... She she was yeah. coping. Yeah, she you know, was coping, she yeah. she was going through the motions but then we were spoken to by the, the, the her class teacher pulled me in and or in the playground and said, mm. um uh, Aaliyah's not um in she's not very she's very disengaged in the classroom and I said, Okay. Mm. Um obviously because I deal at the time dealing with children with who are disengaged. Yeah, yeah. Um and I said, Well, you know, the, the, there's two folds. Yes, it could be my child, but ultimately it's also partly to do with you. Mm. Um, so um, I found that conversation quite difficult because mm. Aaliyah likes learning, mm. but she was, you know, just going off. Mm. Um, when she did her Key Stage 2 SATs, you know, she was, if you, I think if you followed the, the graph, she would be an A, a student. Mm. And but those are exams you do when you're seven, is it? Seven, seven yeah. yeah. Um, but she's an August born, so obviously... The youngest, in the, the youngest year. in the year, mm. one of the youngest in the year. But academically, she coped very well, um, but was just lost. Mm. Um, that's how I, I kind of viewed it and how I view it now. And how did she talk to you about school? She didn't. Well, she didn't? No, that's so she, would, she wouldn't have... When there were... She'd have supply teachers, or not supply teachers, trainee teachers, mm. and obviously they come with a different energy and a different mm. enthusiasm. So when she had one of those teachers, she'd be very engaged because obviously they're doing things I think from a different mindset where yeah. you know they, they they're, they're passionate still yeah whereas teachers not all of them yeah um but you've been doing it for a long time yeah you, get you kind of get yeah they're, they're, they're in the paperwork work. thing and they're in the kind of you know tick box yeah and through no fault of their own you know um and Aaliyah very quickly picked up on the difference, the difference. Mm. and one of the training teachers was leaving and she literally you know completely had a meltdown I was oh. like well you've only had this teacher for like oh. you know <laughs> a term what you know yeah. what is going on yeah or however long it was um but it wasn't a significant amount of time for mm. her to be you know so attached and so upset but mm. obviously her energy had engaged her whereas when she had a normal class teacher she yeah. was just you know awesome. not particularly and that's it isn't it so I think it's like literally the luck of the draw who you exactly. get and you might get on well and even you do get on well it's one year and then the next year yep. it's someone else yep. and someone else to get used to and different yep. ways of working and exactly yeah and I think she got to year three because that's we pulled her out April so the spring before the spring the summer term mm-hmm. of year three mm-hmm. um year two she'd the teacher was touch and go. She had the same teacher for year three and it just kind of went downhill. But, year, mm. you know, her year one teacher, absolutely amazing. Can't fault her at all. Mm. Um, you know, her, she's Aaliyah's left-handed. Um, <laughs> she's August born. So mm. I was just like, oh, my gosh, because you read mm. all the stuff on the internet about left-handed children being left behind. August, summer oh, baby. really? I haven't even read that. Is that Yeah, because, well, yeah, because not you have to teach them a different way. Mm. So a simple thing like an exercise book, which has a binder, yeah, they find, yeah. not not the binders, do you know the kind of ring yeah. bound one? If they're writing, yes. it's That's really awkward. difficult. Yeah, she, it it's be. really, it kind of, it's a simple things like that. Mm. So I kind of, I don't know, being a new mum, mm. stress over silly things. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and you know, totally. but she, 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 she was, she was fine, and she had these teachers who, you know, really tried, um, and they, they, they engaged. But then she had this one teacher, mm. I don't know, she just didn't click with, mm. and I didn't really click with her. So at the same time as that, Matea was also not not engaging with nursery, nursery, so she'd yeah. spend six hours a day ish just not really in conversation mm. she had one friend if that friend was there she'd be okay mm. wouldn't speak to any of the adults but she would speak to this friend yeah if that friend and they were only in nursery one day a week together so the yeah. other two days Matea was in she wouldn't speak so she had a little wicker chair mm. and they said that's Matea's chair mm. <laughs> um and I just I, I this is I, it's not it's not right mm. it, it, it's not healthy it's not right she was just I'd pick her up and they would say she was, she was sad today she mm. was sad today. It's not what you want to hear. That's not. No. But even as a professional, mm. that doesn't sit right with me. I'd be asking questions. Why is she sad? Mm. You know, and there was no dialogue with the nursery, um, to to, to try and figure out. Mm. So I. Did she have like a key worker or anything? Like, she did, yeah. but I think schools and nurseries have changed a lot. There is no time. For the mm. interaction, mm. Um, so you have your parents even where you kind of sit, it's very formal, and you find out the information then. But on mm. a day to day, that interaction you doesn't. You don't get that feedback mm. that you need to. You know, I've spent six hours away from my child. What has happened? Yeah, they don't have the time to to yeah. um, to say. Well, you know, she she hasn't done anything today, or she's just sat very quietly. Mm. So saying she's sad is a very quick way to. To, to deal with it um and when you say she wasn't talking it's like she literally wasn't talking wasn't saying a word so a word, i took yeah. her to um speech and language yeah um no i googled as a joke mm. selective mute mm, mm. <laughs> not realizing it was an actual condition mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which it, it obviously we now know it is a condition and yeah. the speech and language therapist um kind of just said you know, they'll come and visit her in the nursery. They heard her speaking with me, so they were like, well, her, her language is above where she should be. Yeah. She's absolutely fine. You look at the nursery report, two different children. Right. Um, you know, that she was being, I think on her report, you know, she so she was three. You'd put her as like a one-and-a-half-year-old. Really? Because she was not, she's not communicating. Mm. Um. But I, my frustration was the nursery could have done the referral to speech and language. Yeah, why they did didn't. that have to come from you? Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and it's since transpired that she is um, uh, on the spectrum. On so the she's, spectrum. Yeah, so yeah. she's she's now been diagnosed with uh, speech and language because obviously they don't have Asperger's specifically, but speech um, communication difficulties mm-hmm. specifically mm-hmm. Um, so you know we're kind of working around that um, so how old is she now she's five. five so when did the diagnosis come just this January it was just this January yeah no this Jan- just February so it was a long wait so it's super long because yeah. we're actually going through that same thing now and we're having our assessment next month after 15 months wait and yours yeah. was probably the same so, yeah I had to call them and remind them yeah. and then they said oh when did you have your first assessment? Oh, and I said the date, and they went, "Oh, are you available in this date?" I was like, "Yeah, but if I hadn't called, yeah, exactly." So they would know you they messed even, up. Yeah. Would you have even remembered we were there? Yeah. This is a um, so it's you know that that was a diff. But I think the thing was when we took her out of nursery, mm. she was better because mm. her issue was the communication and the socialising. Um, 
and put her in a social environment, she will still shut down. Mm. Um, but not to the extent not she was extent. doing. I mean, when I first met you guys last year, I think we were at a picnic yeah. in the woods and uh, she didn't talk at all. I think I think I just said, oh, hi, how are you? And then I think you quickly came in and said, oh, she doesn't talk. Or maybe her sister did, someone. That thing was her sister. Yeah, that must have been her sister. <laughs> and... Um, and and it's that's okay, yeah, fine. And she stuck with you very closely. But literally within the year, like when I saw you guys last week, it, yeah. it was like a different child. Yeah. You know, and that's amazing. Yeah. I I think with I I kind of just put that down to her not being stressed. Mm. Um and, and not having to constantly socialise mm. and and um So I guess what in retrospect you think what that nursery environment was so stressful that she was kind of having to use all her energy to like cope with that, and she yeah. just couldn't deal with. Yeah, I mean, she she she'd come home. Well, the selective mutism is um kind of it's classed as anxiety disorder, mm. um, but how they describe it is that literally it's like your throat closes. Oh, so wow. even if you wanted to speak, mm. it 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 won't happen. Mm. So she, and she has obviously now she's slightly older. She will say, "I'm scared. Oh. I can't oh, talk." Okay. Okay. Um, and if she's in any kind of emotional state, she won't speak. Mm. So, grandpa, uh, granddad came around today, and I think she was over hungry, so mm. she just couldn't talk to him. Mm. She didn't want to say hello to him. She didn't want to greet him. Mm. Um, so we've had, you know, we had a bit of a moment, um, and once she was calmed and she'd eaten, mm. then she was. Good, good to go but it's I think it's just her levels of anxiety or the emotions that come in are just a mm. bit too much and I mean I'm still learning a lot every day from her um and I you know with so she she was the primary reason why we started home education because yeah. I just thought there is no way that I can I don't know, put my child in a situation that I know is is, is hurting her. Yeah. You know, that yeah. she's she's okay, maybe not in physical pain, but mm. emotionally mm. she is hurting and I cannot put her in there and a professional said an analogy they gave to me was, you know, imagine taking a child with autism, um, you can compare it to mm. um you as an adult going to an interview every day in the most uncomfortable suit. Mm. And I said but you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it. As adults, we you just you put yourself would... in situations that are immediately comfortable for you. Exactly. Yeah. And you, and if you're not comfortable and you can't get out of that co- mm. that situation, you will find a way. Mm. You know, I wasn't. Or went back to work. I wasn't happy with work, so I started looking for new yeah. jobs. Yeah. You know, but a child can't do can't. that. And then we say, no, no, you must go. Yeah. It's good for you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 Don't worry. They've got to learn to deal with tough things. Yeah. You know? And yes, they Gosh. do need to learn to deal with that stuff yeah. thing. But when they're emotionally ready, so. Yeah. Yeah. So then we come back to Aaliyah, and Aaliyah kind of. Um, this is before we took Matera out of school. She mm. she then decided she didn't want to go into school. She okay. was, you know, we had tears, and you know, she was refusing to get dressed in the morning. Yeah. Um. You know, lots of crying, and then I'm trying to get out to go to work in the morning. I've got one hair yeah. crying, the other one so hair crying. Emotionally, for you, that's like major. Like um, before you even got to work, yeah, you're stressed. I'm stressed. Like, yeah. Um, and I spoke to the school counsellor where I was working and mm. she said, how you're describing your daughter sounds like she's depressed. And mm. I was like, she's seven. Mm. She's got her whole life. Yes. <laughs> you can't be depressed at no, seven. No, So we kind of said, look, if you don't want to go back to school after Easter, you don't have to. Mm. She went into school 
and announced her class she's leaving. <laughs> well, before she announced it to you? Yeah. She just said, I'm, I'm, I won't be back after the Easter. So wow. they pulled me into the office and they said, oh, Mrs. Weeks, um, Talia said she's leaving. And I said, oh, okay. We'd given her an option. So she said she's leaving. So she is. And I know that might seem really weird to other people that my child has said this thing and I've just agreed with it mm. without picking up a fight. But there's part of me that thinks that in this world we 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 neglect our children's feelings so mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. um because of what we want mm-hmm. um and although we we feel that we're investing in our kids mm-hmm. i think we're investing in them in the wrong way mm. in that their thoughts their feelings are not valued enough yeah yeah um and we just kind of said okay we well you know Matera is not going to go to school until we have a diagnosis yeah. or until we know. I'm not putting her in an environment where they cannot support her because yeah. they don't know what to support. Yeah, that's been... totally how we felt even with Kalel. It's just been like, I know, watching like people go through the, um, what's it, you know, the statementing, the EHCP yeah. process now and like having to fight and battle for two yeah. hours of support here, one hour there, yeah. or oh, can I have an assistant for half a day? Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, actually, they need support all the time and yeah. they need, you know, that encouragement and, yeah. and love and you're not going to get that from an assistant that's part-time and and is at risk of being cut by whichever government of the day exactly. decides it's not important but also i think it's the thing is you know they everybody deals with change badly yeah but you know particularly kids on the spectrum deal yeah. with it but that assistant's off sick one day yeah what that throws the whole day it, you know and yeah. um i think they're they're dealing with different levels of, of anxiety and different their, their fears Although we may look at them and think they're complete, because with Mateo, I look at her and I just go, oh "My gosh, how? Like, mm. I, I don't, I don't get it sometimes." Mm. Mm. Um, but that's her feeling, and I find it difficult sometimes. Mm. But then I have to step back and I have to respect that this is how you feel, because she's terrified of some of, yeah, some of her fears are just like, "Wow, like what, yeah. what things?" Like, um, so. She, there's certain foods she won't eat because of the shape of the food she will not touch them because of the shapes Mm. um we have the hand dryers in public toilets we can't have we've we've got used to that um Mm. she's absolutely petrified of bugs and dogs but on a like her heart literally because people are scared Mm. but she like you can her heartbeat Mm. goes um Mm. and she Mm. has little um little i don't know twitches if they're the right word i don't know Ism, things that she things that she does when mm. she's anxious and mm-hmm. scared mm-hmm. um and, and it's only it's only by being with your kids that much that yeah. you even pick up on those slight yeah. things isn't and, it and i think fill it, having to fill out the obviously you, you would have done it with Cleo, um the, all the paperwork that comes with the the assessment mm. i realized i don't know alia at all mm. if they had asked me to fill out some of the stuff for alia i would not have a clue what mm, to put down because so i spent I'd gone back to work when she was nine months. Mm. So I'd have to go, you know, childminder, nanny, yeah, cool au pair, you know, yeah. what was she doing? What was she doing? Yeah. Um, That's interesting. And obviously when she came out of school, I'm, we're, we're a year into it, but we're still not settled in a routine because mm. I'm still getting to know them. Getting to know them. And still, we're still kind of figuring out boundaries and because... Mm. 
I mean, when 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 you work and you have a child, if you if you work full time, mm. you're lucky if you see them for three hours a day. Lucky, exactly. Yeah. And even when you do see them, that routine is set. As yeah. in, you know, dinner, bath, homework, bed. Yeah. Whichever order you want to do it. Yeah. In. So you don't get to see them like in their relaxed free yeah. play kind of state yeah. you know their personalities don't get to come out exactly. when you're in that routine because yeah. you're rushing everyone's rushing and mm-hmm. then if you want to go okay yeah but you've got the weekends but that's also a mad rush as well mm-hmm. because let's have fun yeah. Yeah. Have time quick and, quick but, <laughs> do things and, 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 and the schools not all schools but some schools put pressure yeah. i mean she in, in year one she had um as part of her writing thing, she had to write about what they did every weekend. Mm. So then you kind of go, right, well, we need to do stuff. Because if you don't do anything, you've got nothing to write about. But then in doing lots of stuff, there's no time to write about it. So then you've got, and it's just like, whereas I know she can write, I know she can read, um, but she doesn't love it. Mm. Um, And so we've kind of gone back to to basics with that. So I'm reading to her, it frustrates Mm. me, because I'm like, I want to hear you read. Mm. Mm. But then I'm kind of like, actually, I need to model what I want you to do. I need to model. And you're going to do what you see me doing. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's mostly going back to, you know, the Montessori philosophy. You know, children's work is play, but they will play mm. in ways that they see adults playing. Mm. So if your child sees you cooking, they will come. When they're under five, they will mm. come and help you cook. Yeah. But then, yeah. unless they absolutely love cooking and, you know, that that's their thing, mm. the likelihood of your six-year-old just saying, oh, after they've come back from school, I'm going to help you cook, mummy. Yeah. Really minimal, because they're shattered. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas now she'll just go, mummy, I want to make a cake. Can I make it by myself? Mm. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. So you're really literally being led by by her and by them yeah. and their interests. At the moment. And you're kind of, what, facilitating and just yeah. being there. Yeah. yeah. Although I have crazy moments where I go, you should know your times table. <laughs> you know your times table. We're so free, don't we? I think people are like, this is something I get commonly. Like, there's this real kind of tension, isn't there, between you wanting to be led by them, but also, yeah, there's this kind of harks back to your own upbringing and your own kind of fears and well by this age they should know that and by this age they should know that and it's not only because of what comes from yourself but also because you know that everybody else is looking at you and judging you family and friends are like oh right well she's home well let's see what the kids turn out like you know so (laughs) you're like so you're conscious of people's other people's gaze like looking at you and the kids and seeing how come she can't do this yet and how come she can't do that yet you know I, i think it's beneficial having Matea because everybody, where she's only five, yeah. the expectations of her are not that much. But yeah. anybody who knows her yeah. knows how far she has come. come. Yeah. To the point where, you know, I could not leave her to go to work without a big tantrum, lots of tears and, mm. you know, you know, pull on all the, every single heartstring yeah. just to make me feel really, really bad about <laughs> going anywhere. Um, yeah. And it... You know, she she will initiate conversations now. So wow. you know, we went to um, a workshop for Aaliyah of Chelsea Physic Gardens, and she, I turned around and she was talking to another mum, and I literally had to do a double take, and then I <laughs> went up to the mum and I go, "Did you start talking to her?" And she said, "No, she just started telling me about her seeds." Wow! And I was just like wow. wow, like wow. You know, we've we we've we've come a long way. Yeah. Um, yet at the end of the assessment. Um, for, for, with the paediatrician mm. their words were the best place for her is school because then she'll learn how to socialise and I'm oh. like actually no mm. she's learning how to socialise at her own pace yeah. with people she wants to socialise with mm. but I think also the thing with the socialisation because that 
ev- that's people's first thing that they yeah. say, isn't it? Um, yeah. And I think for me, I think people are social. Yeah, you cannot get away from that. But yeah. at the same time, people socialise at different levels. Yeah. So I'm. So I would say I am social, mm. but I also like my own space mm. a lot. Mm. Like I will have. Before I had children, I'd happily just stay in my house for a few days at a time just because I need to be in my own head and be in my own space. And And again, what we're talking about adults and children, like that's something that we can allow ourselves as adults. But as a child, if you want to do that, it's overruled, isn't it? And I I think even if you, I mean, if you look back at education and how schools were set up, Mm. originally they were set up that you were very isolated, Mm. which for some children works really well. But it's it doesn't work for all. But we've gone the other extreme where you have to socialise, you have to be on a table with other children mm. who you don't like, mm. you don't get on with. And, that, and that's the issue that Aaliyah had. You know, there was a particular boy on her table who was very quick mm. to kind of say everyone who got something wrong. Mm. Um, and Aaliyah's not so the most... confidence was just not... Yeah. yeah. And she's not the most confident person in the world. Mm. Um you know, and so that's something that we can work on because I can I can see that when we do, when I do have my moments of we need to do some sit down learning. <laughs> I can, Come and do these worksheets, yeah. children. <laughs> I, ha- I have moments where yeah. I just go, oh. Um, but then I can see actually the pressure, like her mm. her um, her recall uh, under pressure is not good. Mm. So if you put her under any pressure, she'll know it, mm. but it will not come out. Mm. Um, and that's exactly what would happen in an exam. Yeah. And then you go, you get that one hour to be tested, and if you can't remember it in that one hour, yeah, then, it's not going. It's not going to happen. Somehow. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so it's like those little things that I can see, and I can go right. Okay, that's an issue. We mm. can work on it. It's supposed to go mm. here. Let's not do that. Let's not do that because you need to do that with with um daddy. I think otherwise it will be spilled. Let's put it back. Thank you. <laughs> so once Aaliyah had said, "Oh, I'm definitely not going back." The process of like deregistering, how did that go? Like, tell us like the actual how tos of how you did it. Like, um, write a letter to the school. Just write a letter to the school. Um, okay. Just mm. saying that you are. Um, I can't remember what act it is, but the English Education Act basically states that it's the parent's responsibility to educate their child mm-hmm. or to provide an education for their child. So once you've written the letter to school, in that letter, you just kind of say that you are going to take responsibility for your child's education. There are quite a few templates online that you can kind of just get and edit mm. it how you want to and give that to the school. They then should send it to the local education authority and what you say in that letter is that you want them to be taken off roll. Okay. Um, education welfare um, will um, contact you mm-hmm. just to make sure that you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. They'll have a short conversation. I don't. I think it's the last thing they actually want to do because they don't have enough hours in the day, in the day. dealing with all the truancy. I love what you, how you worded that when you said, like in the letter, you have to say, "I want to take responsibility for my child's yeah. education." That's such a a powerful thing. Like, and I always say, like when people ask me, you know, "Oh, why are you doing that?" It's like, well, actually, I feel like it's our responsibility, it and it, it, somehow we shunt it onto the state when they're five. We're like, yeah. "Oh yeah, well, done my bit. Over to you." Yeah. And it's like, oh god, you know. It's, yeah, it's, it's, I think for me it's it's scary. I think because I've worked in education and I've kind of I kind of looked at it, and I'm I'm not a teacher. Mm. I'm from mentoring 
um, support background. Yeah. So you see a completely different side of, mm. of education. But the long and short of it is you, you do negate your responsibility because mm. I see education, if you have a teacher, it should be a triangle. So the teacher, child, parent. Mm. But somehow the parent gets pushed out the further along into education you get. Mm. So in nursery school, it's quite kind of, okay, yes, parents can come in. Primary school, it's kind of like, yeah, you can, but when we say. Mm. Um, and by secondary school, your communication with the teachers will be via email. Yeah. Partly because there are so many teachers you're dealing with. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. partly because... Um, you know, you 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 kind of lost. You're being pushed out of yeah. it. Like it's not you're not involved anymore. It's yeah. Like, um, and I think for me, from a learning mental perspective, where I was at, I I could get through to these kids more than their parents. Mm. I mean, these kids were in bad places anyway. But I found it quite scary, mm. and which is why I left working in the pre. So I said I need to look after my own mm. because I'm paying someone to look after my child and then going to look yeah. after somebody else's. Yeah. It makes no is what, sense. Pupil referral units. So yeah. like for is that for kids that have been excluded? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they, um, is it like on the school grounds? Like this unit, it's a separate, unit. separate unit. Yeah. Okay. Which I don't agree with, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> um, a whole other conversation. And, and they have to attend. Is it mandatory to yeah, attend? Yeah, because you have to attend school from the age of after the first term after your fifth birthday. You have to be in some form of education. Yeah. That's what the law says. Yeah. But it doesn't stipulate what form. So if your parents are not taking responsibility for that education, mm. then you need to be on a site, whether it's an independent school, uh, alternative school, mm. or a, a state school, you need to be getting something. Um, and I think it's... What I found frustrating is that from, from my working position, mm. schools can do so much more mm. to accommodate every difference that there is in a child mm. if they were allowed to so you know the option of flexi schooling is there yeah but the reality is the majority of schools will not do Don't it offer it and and so talk us through flexi schooling how does that work so well you're going to on a part-time timetable so okay. you might go in for some lessons okay but a lot of schools will i mean this is from my experience so i don't know all schools mm. but schools from my experience will only do it as a last resort right so when you, as an option yeah. that might actually work really well for some kids. From but, the onset. So, yeah. um, okay. you know, they. I, I was lucky they did offer it to Aaliyah okay. um, as a short term. But from my seat, seat in a primary setting, I couldn't see how it was going to be beneficial. Because mm. she, they'd say she could come in late. But if she comes in late, um, five days a week, she's missed her. Yeah. You know, it puts her behind. It doesn't. You know, it yeah. it would be better off if you just say, okay, you just don't come in three days a week. Yeah. Or um, you know, come in. You know, there, there's different ways you can do it. Secondary school, I think it works better because your lessons are set, so you come yeah. in for your for your lessons. But tell us about your work situation because when did you give up work? To... Um, so I gave up work. Um, so it had been the end of the summer term. Yeah. Or was it February? I think it was a February half term I stopped working. Okay. And that was purely because I couldn't get them into school. My boss was amazingly supportive. Yeah. Um, but I just couldn't get them into school and get to work on, on time, time because we were having these, you know, massive meltdowns and tantrums in the morning. Yeah. And so I just said, something's got to give. Yeah. I'm going to be broke. But yeah. hopefully I'll have happy children. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And it comes down to that, isn't yeah. it, at the end of the day? It's um, like, yeah. Um, and they weren't happier, but what it did give me was the opportunity to actually see what was going on, for, mainly in the nursery, mm -hmm. primarily in the nursery, mm -hmm. and what I saw I wasn't happy with. Mm -hmm. So I just said, yeah, she's not going to come back. Mm. 
Um, and how were the teachers? Was there any kind of like guilt tripping, or were they like, "Oh, you're doing what?" Or did people think it was weird? Or uh, yeah, a yeah. lot, a lot of um. So I remember Aaliyah came home really upset because one of her friends said, "If you don't go to school, you're going to be stupid." <gasps> um, and it's kind of like actually we are kind of really indoctrinating them from yeah. a really young age just yeah. to say that, that is the only option. There yeah, is no right. other option. Mm. But in actual fact, learning never stops. Mm. You know, everything I've learned or everything I do as an adult has nothing to do with what I learned in school. Yeah, at all. Yeah, it's so far from it. How much of the stuff that we learned in school can you like? That you've never used yeah. like when have you ever I mean even I know like this feels I even feel like blasphemous almost saying this <laughs> stuff out loud but maths like you know beyond adding subtracting multiplication and division yeah. I don't do anything yeah. I've never had to like find the area of a circle even no. you know or trigonometry or anything I'm not in engineering I'm not you know I'm not using which that is, stuff which is which is I find laughable because I say okay I'm home educating but Mark is going to have to do all the math stuff. Yeah. Because he uses it every day. Every day. He's a carpenter. He uses it. He failed maths. I got, go. I, I got a B for maths. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, he's he doing uses it, it now. every day. That's amazing. <laughs> he uses it every day. So he's really good at it because it's useful to him. Tell me about that. Like that. Was there any kind of tension between you two about home educating? Because I know some couples, like one parent's really for it and one's not. Or you have to talk them around. How was that? I'm really lucky that... They have a dad, I have a husband who mm. kind of just says, what's going to make you happy? Oh, cool. <laughs> That's good. Then. What's going to make you happy? And I think because I, you know, I, I did a grid, my degrees in education, I've worked in education my whole adult life, mm. whether it be a youth service, alternative education, or, you know, mainstream secondary schools. So he was like, you know what you're doing. Mm. Um, but even then, I guess you, did you feel still nervous? Like, despite I'm, that? I'm, I'm nervous every day because yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. And that's want... good to know because people, like the first thing often, well, after socialisation, the next thing that people often say to me is, oh, I'd really love to, but I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't know how. Or but I wouldn't, do you know, know what? When, when people say that to me, and this is what I've told myself, and it may be wrong, but it may just be me pushing myself up. Mm. Um, I didn't teach them anything from 0 to 5. Mm. I did absolutely nothing, nothing. from 0 to 5. Yeah, and I can guarantee <laughs> they walk, they talk, they yeah. eat. Yeah. They came out knowing less than they do now. Yeah. So if they can manage from 0 to 5, so long as I give them the opportunities and so yeah. long as I provide them with the means yeah. to learn, they'll be fine. That's it. What I'm trying to do is instill in them why you need to learn. Mm. You know, not just because I... I, I it's so like you want them to know what they're learning it for rather than learning it for learning it's sake yeah. to pass an exam. Yeah. Or, yeah. They have no interest in geography. Why do I need to sit down and do geography with them? When yeah. they're interested in geography, yeah. then we'll do that. Or if you, like, take a trip to, to wherever and they're like, oh, this is cool. That's, yeah. like, you know, exactly. you can they can see the value in it. Oh, okay, it might be useful to know this yeah. stuff because if I were to travel when I'm older, if I want to travel and see the world, yeah. I need to learn about is this it? stuff. Yeah. Or if they're working with their dad in the workshop, you know, then, oh, maths is probably quite useful here because he needs to work out this angle of how to cut Well, that see, and... the maths thing is, is good because Aaliyah loves baking. She okay. loves cooking. Okay, um, yeah. But maths was one of her blockers at school and mm-hmm. that, that was a thing that she would shut down with and mm-hmm. that was that was kind of what was making her most upset. So we're working on that, but, you know, cooking is a great way to do it because yeah. she has to weigh everything. Yeah. Um, it shows her why you need maths, and we did we did a thing last summer where she was um she was making cakes and selling them. 
one day she said, oh, I want to make some cakes. So mm. I can make, make some cakes, that's fine. So that idea literally just came from her? just that Yeah. Her. Cool. And I said, well, we can take it to another level. And she ended up making this whole shop. What? Um, she, you know, made her little price list. She made her little sign. The sign is here somewhere. It's no, no stealing. <laughs> <laughs> I no, love that. I love no it. No stealing. I'm trying to think where it is now. No, <laughs> no stealing from her shop. Um, <laughs> but in that, she realised that she wasn't great at maths because to give change, she had to be really quick. Yeah. Um, and so she's. I, I think you need to know. I'm the type of person. I need to know why I need to do it. Yeah. And I don't think I'm the only person who's like that yeah. in this world. Yeah. And once you know why you need to do it, you'll do it really well. Yeah. I think so many kids in school that are uh, disengaged, as they say, it's because well, why am I? You can't show me why this is useful for yeah. me. You know, and, and just us going shopping. You know, going back to mass. There was a guy in Sainsbury's, and he he didn't have enough money to pay for his shopping, and she went. Well, why? You just pay with a card. Mm. And I thought, my gosh, it's amazing. Mm. Because everyone does everything mm. with a card. I'd even take them to the cash point. Mm. Yes, they, they know what money looks like, but That's on a day-to-day so -day basis, I don't use it. Yeah. Um, so we had this whole conversation about you need to put money in the bank first. Yeah. Before so they thought you, just, you just get your card out and then magically... Money, money comes money out. Comes. Oh. And I kind of thought, oh my God, how many other children <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But obviously you get money from parents and grandparents yeah, and yeah. aunties and uncles and that, that's, yeah. that's money you get. But if you have a card, the money... So maybe just... they haven't even connected the idea that you go to work to get money to, you know, yeah. that's so interesting. Um, yeah. But it's it's those conversations that you can have really... Exactly. And I know that's a really simple, simple thing. No, but otherwise you but... would miss that. If you were at work, you would miss that. Yeah. And, and I've also, that's another thing actually that... I remember at one of the home ed groups that we went to, one mum, when she took her kids out, realised, only then realised that um, her child, who was, I think, maybe seven, could write the numbers, but didn't know how to do the number five. And that was such a simple thing, but had not been picked up by a teacher or anything. And, and yeah, just like literally in the first few days, she she then understood that. And, and you assume as a parent that certain basics are being covered by the school, but you, you are literally just going on faith. You don't yeah. know. And yeah. you don't have time to like check out everything that they've been doing. Yeah, and and I think also if your child is fairly quiet, they get lost. Yeah, yeah. If you're like really bright or really naughty, you'll get noticed, and everyone else in the middle floats around. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's and, and that is how life is. Yeah. But I don't want that for my kids. No. I don't. I don't want them to be you know shining. You know, everybody look at me, look at me, yeah. look at me. But I do want them to feel that they are worth something. I do want them to feel that. Um, that what they have in them is is, is worth listening unique to and, and is unique and, mm. and yeah. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I'm realizing threat strengths with with both of them. You know, I, I'm an artist, so mm. I love this. <laughs> but you know, Matea is amazingly gifted at art. When wow. she's in a bad place, give her a pen and paper that yeah. will calm her right down. But she yeah. will create amazing pictures. Yes. Yeah. And Aaliyah, I think. I think her gift. She she she's very good at art as well. Yeah, I have to say that. Yeah. She, <laughs> but her, I think her gift is music. You know, she's okay. she's been on YouTube. She's teaching herself how to play piano on YouTube. Um, and I think that's the other thing that we kind of forget that we're living in a, an educational age that is very very different. Yeah. To how it was when when I grew up. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's moved on so much, and I think, and I was having this conversation with with my mother in law. That we're teaching kids things that ultimately will be irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Apart from maths, maths, English, and science will always be mm. relevant. Um, 
and those you know those you have you have to know and another language potentially mm. if, if you're that way inclined but mm. not everybody is interested in languages don't force it on them mm. um but when it comes to IT and all the rest of it I just think I got my first computer I think when I was 17 yeah and how far that has come. Yeah. And it's like, wow. Yeah. And I remember my first phone, the brick. Yeah, yeah. And you were so and you, proud. Yeah. Oh, and you look at my phone as a computer now. Yeah, and you just think, incredible. if technology keeps moving at the rate that it's moving now, yeah. kids don't need to know anything. Yeah. They need to know how to teach themselves because I sit on YouTube all the time yeah. teaching myself stuff. Yeah. Because I need to know. Yeah, I don't know how to use certain programs that come in, and I feel really—I'm not even old. But I feel really old. I don't know, you know? why we place so much um, value on memorizing because that's what school ultimately yeah. does. It's like, can you remember this? What I'm telling you, writing up here on the board, and can you regurgitate it in an exam? Yeah. If you can, you're really intelligent. Yeah. If you can't, then boy, what we should be teaching kids is how to learn, the value of learning, but not necessarily what to learn. You know, it it upsets me from a creative perspective, that a lot of creative subjects have come off. Yeah. So I think one of Aaliyah's gripes about school was that reception and was yeah, year one was so fun. You get to play mm. and then you get to year two and the play stops. And then... How crazy is that? By the time you're seven, there's no play. Yeah. Just learn it. Um, and then I remembered when I was in the pupil ferry, you'd seeing the 11-year-old boys just running around like crazy people. Mm. And I just thought, that's the problem. They're still running around crazy mm. because they've not got it out of their system. Mm. You know, if you've, if you, I think if you like, if you had TV, for example, I'm sure I'm sure there are some kids with TV and computers who can't control themselves. Mm. But I think the majority of people would binge mm. and then they would stop because mm. they'd get hungry or they they'd, they'd feel. We to find do that something. with the iPad. I mean, there's times like I give it to Khalil and I I'm you know having guilt a lot of guilt <laughs> with the iPad, but then there'll be times. Like he might sometimes he might be on it for like two hours, an hour and a half, two hours, and then he'll just put it down and do yeah. something else. And our fear is that he's going to play it for eight hours and he's not going to eat or go to the toilet or anything. Of course they won't. No. It's like no, he's, no. he's like okay, I've had enough of that now. Yeah. What else can we do? Well, we've got yeah. a huge TV in our house, and our girls will spend most of most of the time not watching television. Yeah. But then you know they've they've been sick, so yeah. they've sat and they've watched TV. But I'm kind of like, okay, that's fine. But we, you know, we sat in this morning and we read for an hour. I mm. read to them for an hour. Mm. Um, and although you kind of go, well, actually, the older one should be reading too. She's learning a lot about about reading from how I read because yeah. I supposedly know how to read, so I will read with expression. So yeah. you, you have the thing in school where you say, read with expression. But what how does, does a child read yeah. with expression if they haven't heard anybody read that's with expression? Right. Right. You know, a lot of kids don't get read to because there is no time. But what about all the other stuff she's like? It's not just the reading, it's the... Just, you know, just being in a nurturing, loving space with your yeah. mum or your dad. You know, she's learning that and she's going to yeah. pass that on. And you can't do that with your teacher. You can't get to snuggle up in your pyjamas, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, and uh, and sadly, a lot of working parents don't have time, time. to do that, you yeah. know. But it's each to their own. There is yeah. no there is no judgment. And we live in a society that likes to judge. Mm. And just, if it works for you, that's fine. And school cool. school works for a lot of people. People, yeah. Um. But I know I was never particularly happy at school, but I got on with it. Mm. Um, my husband wasn't particularly happy at school, but we got on with it. But school was very different when we were at school. Yeah. You know, I looked at my primary school report. It was handwritten. Yeah. And I just think, wow, for you to take the time to handwrite yeah. 
and there were still 30 kids in the class, yeah. you would have had to know every child. You can't just copy and paste. No. And I, yeah, I've heard <laughs> quite a bit of like parents who've had bits in their child's school reports that was about another child. It's like, oh, God, that's awful. But, and, and it's not the fault of the teachers. It's the system. It's, it's a system, system problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... I just overworked, like yeah. massively overworked. But I, and I, and I also think because I'm dyslexic as well, but I yeah. didn't get diagnosed until I was at university, mm. and so I just kind of go either it wasn't that bad or I had some amazing teachers, and I yeah. think I just had some amazing yes. teachers. I feel like it was a proper profession back in our when we were at school, like in the same way that a doctor or a lawyer was like looked up to in society. Teachers were respected to that degree. I just feel like they get trampled on nowadays by. The government and it's like I think their skills aren't like respected definitely um you know it's like they they're assumed that they don't know what they're doing and it's like okay well we're going to give you this target now and you've got to yeah. do this and you've got to do that and make sure that all your 30 kids are yeah. reading and writing and you know when I look back to primary school we had so much music we had recorder we had singing yeah, we had still pans. yeah like that's just I'm... not a thing or, or they say it's like extracurricular now like yeah. you can do music and creative things but it has to be outside it has to be extra more time away from your family um, which is wrong to do that it's like majorly wrong you yeah know. because that that could be some child's gift so what we've yeah. realised that with Aaliyah music is her, her gift yeah she you know the fact she can teach herself piano yeah I'm sure there were lots of kids who could if they had the time yeah Um, and you know she when she puts her mind something she can do it mm. but she's only eight and I'm kind of Obviously, I'm always torn because I, I have this image in my head and I think this is a problem parents have. Mm. And the government mostly have. They have an image of how they want every child to be. To look, yeah. But you can't force children to, to, to be one way. And people see it as like a, 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 an extension of themselves. It's like they want to use their kids to gain status somehow. It's like, oh, so-and-so's got 12. Oh, so-and-so's got 13 yeah. GCSEs. Or, oh, what did she get? Or blah, blah, blah. And yeah. it's like... And it, and it takes a lot, I think, of, like, um, undoing... Getting out of your own ego, I think, um, yeah. and realising that, actually, this is about them. It's not about... Yeah. It's not a reflection on me. It's not, yeah. you know... You may have an ambition for your child to be an amazing banker or lawyer, mm. but maybe that's not there. Maybe, maybe not they do want to be a binman. Mm. You know, they quite like... Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, uh, maybe they're early birds. They like getting up early. They want to be finished work by yeah. midday. And yeah. have the rest of the day themselves, yeah. you know, to do... Yeah. And just yeah. uh, just that kind of... I don't know, why, why... Obviously, I want the best for my children. Yeah. But I want the best so that they are happy. Yeah. Not what's the best for, for me. I can't draw a picture of their life. Yeah. Um, and... It's just a lot of, like... This is all, like, when you're home ed as well, it's so much learning goes on with yourself rather than... Yeah. And just the kids it's like well and undoing a lot of the things that you've grown up with um things that you took for granted you know I look back and I was like considered by all standards intelligent and you you're know straight A student <laughs> yeah I was headed to medicine I was a doctor for eight years you know literally sometimes my dad even still now to this day if someone talks about me or how is she you know literally before they even know my name they know that I'm a doctor or that I was a doctor it's like that but it's like but somehow I guess that gives him a kind of status as well because then that means he's the father of a doctor and that means he must have done something magic to make me you know and it's like wow yeah and and when I look back at my school days now I think okay yeah I was straight a student but actually maybe I was just like 
a bit of a praise junkie in that I was always praised, oh, you, you've memorised this one, Keeper, you've got 10 out of 10 in that test, well done. And you get addicted to that um, that feedback you get that yeah. you're really intelligent, blah, blah, blah. So you work just to get that feedback that, yeah, I'm yeah. still good. Am I still good? Oh, I failed this test, maybe I'm not good now. You know, and rather than have that innate sense of, um, just being just being happy in myself it's like yeah I look back now and I'm just like oh, you know <laughs> I think I think it's yeah. also kind of that's what society tells you to do and I like, yeah my my heritage is, is African and that's what you do I remember yeah. saying to my grand my grandma Mark's a carpenter and she looked at me because in Ghana carpenter is like the person who sits at the road carving yeah. things, whereas a carpenter in this country is very very different um, and now having those practical skills is the way to be like if you can work for yourself or you know have yeah. be a plumber or an electrician you are minted whereas everyone else who goes to uni does what everyone else does you literally yeah. do not set yourself apart but what that means is it's now saturated and now a degree means nothing and you have to get a master's to set yourself exactly. apart you know there how many graduates are there working in cafes and can't get the job they want yeah. because you know there's too many there's too many everyone's too doing many. the same thing so yeah that the market is it's, 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 too, it's too many and yeah. I kind of just I think I wanted to teach the girls that whatever because Aaliyah said to me she didn't realise that being a musician was a job mm. and I was like yeah it is and being a dancer was a job you know we went to the Royal Ballet and she did a workshop with a ba- one of the Royal Ballet ballerinas mm. and she was like oh and I was like that's her job mm. she will train for hours every day mm. because it's her job a mm. musician will train for hours every day because that's her job or that's their job um and I think if I'd known what I know now 10 years ago, yeah. I would have become an artist 10 years ago instead yeah. of, you know, going, right, I need to get a proper job and work for somebody. Yeah. Um, and we don't teach children these options. We yeah. kind of, they, they just think you have, I think, and this may be a very big generalisation, but from the kids that I work to, you've got to set kids who go, right, I'm just going to sign on because that's what my mum does. Yeah. I'm going to sign on. Yeah. And then you've got another set of kids who go, right, I, I need to go out and I need to get a job. Yeah. But then we don't say, but you can make a job for yourself. yourself. Yeah. You can create jobs for other people. Yeah. You know, you in yourself have got the creativity and the capacity to, to do anything you want. Yeah. You know, you don't just have to be a teacher or a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, work in a supermarket, you know. Make your own play the label if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Play a music, a music instrument if that's what you want to do. Because you know, the world is your oyster. There's lots of it out there. <laughs> What were your fears? Like, when you started, you're like, oh, my God, it's day one. What were you scared of? Um, I think them not being happy. Mm. So I've taken, them out, I've taken them out of school so they can be happier. Mm. And then they'll be at home and just still miserable. Mm. So that was my greatest fear. And is that what happened? Or not? No. They seem very happy they, to they're, me. They're a, lot, they're a lot happier. They have their moments. They're people. Yeah, um, yeah. So we have days where there's a lot of... Sulking, Matea has lots of moments. Mm-hmm. 
which we now understand why she has mm-hmm. lots of moments. Mm-hmm. But she was very um, no, that's too strong. Not very. She was very volatile, mm-hmm. and that's gone right down mm-hmm. um, because she's not stressed throughout the day. Yeah, we can pinpoint where she's at, what her triggers are, yeah, and we can diffuse them or yeah. distract her before yeah. they become an issue. Totally. Yeah. And the problem we had with school is. No idea what's gone on. So yeah. I don't know what's upset you, but I've come home and said something and you've gone... You've got to deal with the fallout, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, but I don't know, it's yeah. so tiny, and what's it's, happened? And it's, yeah, and it could be so subtle, whatever it is that's, like, being a trigger. But when they're in a class of 30, no-one's paying that much yeah. attention to see what... Oh, OK, yeah. she, there's some signs here that she's not yeah. going so well um, until it gets right off the scale and then... Yeah, and sometimes mm. they would just they'd be insignificant to you. Mm. Um, you know, and Aaliyah would... She'd, ne- she'd never blow up, but she'd cry a lot. Mm. And it infuriated me. I'm like, why are you crying? We're mm. giving you everything. You've got everything. You've mm. got a mum. You've got a dad. You've got a nice house. You've got, yeah. you know, clothes, food, water, everything. Why are you so sad all the time? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we've kind of gone past that. But, you know, they're, they're happier. And I think they're happier because they see us, or they see me more. Yeah. Um, They've always been used to not seeing dad because he's always worked. So the time they spend with him is more quality as opposed to quantity. Yeah. And I think having looked at friends where they have family support, because we don't have that much family support, so if there's a grandparent helping, their children generally seem to do better. Mm. Um, and I don't know if it's because that person is just an extension of your mum or your dad, yeah. as opposed to this complete stranger who's a childminder. Who, you know, childminder is lovely. I used to be a childminder, but it's still not the same. Yeah. You know, you're, you're going to someone else's house instead of coming home to just flop out in your house. Yeah. Um, so you said that you've got your brother-in-law, is that Mark's mum, is around? Um, yeah, his stepmom. Oh, his stepmom, yeah. yeah. And so what What was the kind of view from grandparents about home ed? Were Nobody they... was happy. No one was happy. <laughs> I don't do things to make anybody happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just said it, it's going to happen. I do think in hindsight, no, my mum my mentions it every night. In fact, I spoke to her today and said, how is schooling going? I was like, <laughs> oh, it's fine. <laughs> they've just woken up <laughs> it's like um, 10 o'clock okay. but they had a reason today they weren't very well so that yeah, was their reason yeah. but, so they're still judging you on kind of school standards and yeah but yeah. My, my dad is a teacher okay. he's a maths teacher in secondary school and he gets it Yeah. and so I'll say to him look what do I need to be doing with regards to maths and he said to me look she's too young to be moving on she needs to still be at this stage she yeah. needs to be at the con- at the concrete stage and I think, you know, in schools, they, they have to move you on because the whole class is moving on, regardless of whether you're ready. Mm. Um, and that happens with all subjects. So, yeah. you know, Matera is reading. I haven't taught her how to read. She does read. But when she feels like it, and I'm kind of like, well, I know you can do it. You're just really stubborn. That's really when... interesting. Tell me about that. Because like, I hear this so much. Of a, I didn't teach the child to read. They just read. Like, how... I think if you read to them, yeah, they just they will pick it up. So we, we, we have gone over the letter sounds. You, know, a, you do the phonicky stuff. Yeah. Um, every now and then I'll kind of... Because I did start off trying to go through the books with her. Yeah. Um, and that was when she was in nursery. Yeah. And she just wasn't keen. And I just mm. think you either love books or you don't. Mm. And as an adult... And I, I, I thought about it last year. I haven't read a book since I left university. Mm. And I thought, God, and I'm, I'm, I'm forcing my child to read, mm. but yet I never read. Mm. 
And so me and Aaliyah did this competition where I said, okay, I'm going to see how many, who can read the book first. Obviously, she has a lot more time than me, so she yeah. finished hers, but it was her incentive. Oh, so cool. I said, okay, we'll change it. How many books can you read before I finish this one? Okay. Okay, and she was up for the challenge. Yeah. Um, and Matteo kind of just went with it. So she sees these things happening, and eventually it'll get, to, I hope, I believe, yeah. it will get to the point where she goes, I need to read. Yeah. I need to read. It comes back to that thing we yeah. were talking about earlier about seeing the point of something. Yeah. It's like, actually, if I want to know about dinosaurs, then I need to know yeah. how to read. Because mummy's not always going to be there to give me the answer. Yeah. And I do yeah. say, I can't tell you, you can read a book and find out. And yeah. she looks at me and goes, oh, <laughs> you can read and find out. Um, you know, Aaliyah's... Cool. Or even Googling, even going on the iPad to find yeah. out you need to read, you know. Yeah. yeah, and Aaliyah does it all the time. She goes, oh, who should I ask? Google. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. he knows a lot more than me. Yeah. And the books aren't always in the library anymore. Yeah. But, so, I, I don't fear them not knowing anything. Yeah. My fear was about their emotional well-being. That was my fear because I, I think if I put the resources there, mm. when they're ready, they'll pick it up. Um, with Matera, I don't fear her being unable to write. She can write. Again, she chooses when she writes, mm-hmm. but she draws. Mm-hmm. So how I see it from an artist's point of view, if you can draw a circle, you can write the letter O. Mm. If you can draw a square, you could write a H, an L, yeah. you know. So yeah. if your child loves drawing but won't write, let them draw all day long. Yeah. Because they are, they're, they're getting the skills yeah. for writing. Yeah. Have you settled, like, when you started, did you have, like, a philosophy and, like, a type of homemade you wanted to do? Like, you know, it's, you know you've got unschooling, you've got, like, more strict kind of homeschooling, like, school at home or... Yeah, tell me about I that. I actually didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people say that, um, I think, yeah. So I did lots of research um, and obviously then came across the de-schooling. Yeah. Um, and I said, right, the de-schooling is for the number of... So the months, however many years they've been in school, mm-hmm. they need that many months to kind of to de to de school de school so, so like, okay. to kind of get out of that school yeah. framework before you can even start. Yeah. Okay. So initially we've gone right. We're just going to do some learning at home, and then I realised that wasn't going to happen in it. But yeah. we had lots of tears, and we had lots of. Um, I was like, okay, so we're going to go and de school and things. So we then just did a kind of. I'd see trips on the the, the Facebook pages and um, the email groups. Yeah. So we just did a, a lot, quite a few lot of trips actually. Yeah. Um, but then I kind of realised that that wasn't hugely beneficial because they were just very sporadic. So mm-hmm. she'd go and enjoy them, but then still nothing was really going in. So mm-hmm. um, I think we are still in the de-schooling stage, although okay. they say it's you know a month for every year. Mm-hmm. I think that I personally think that depends on on the child. Yeah. Um, and I think it's obviously made more difficult because they're two different age groups. So yeah. then Elia looks at Mateo, why is she not doing anything? I have to do stuff. Mm. So we have to constantly have this conversation about you're older. Mm. When you were five, what were you doing? Mm. Playing all day in reception class. Mm, true. And <laughs> um, so we're constantly having that conversation. So I think we're still in the kind of de schooling. Um and I would say that we're not homeschooling as such because I, I want to... My philosophy is kind of like educate the whole child. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just about what you learn from a book or what you can read. I know she can read. I know she can write. Um, she's not amazing at maths, but that's something we can work on. 
but I don't want to push it because I do know that if she has a negative view of a subject, that is likely to stay. Yeah. And her view of maths has been negative for a long time, mm. so it's like it is a, it is a blocker. Mm. So every now and then when I have my crazy moments, I go, right, <laughs> multiplication. <laughs> times tables. Oh, spellings. God, um, the amount of time I spend on times tables, like my dad, like drilling us. My mum's the same. Oh my God. And I'm just like, actually, you do need to know them. I do see the benefit in knowing them. Yeah. So we just, we'll find YouTube videos because she likes music. Yes. And what I realised with her is she needs to sing things. Mm. Everything needs to be a song. Mm. And it goes in. And she loves musicals. So, you know, it's like, yeah, your life is just a whole musical thing going on. So it's finding the way that suits her, you know, yeah. tailoring the stuff so that she can do it in a way that she's yeah. going to enjoy. And yeah, remember. so there's a few uh, time take, like a few things on YouTube that she 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 will sit in, you know, for the time table, mm-hmm. but she'll do it very sporadically. Mm. Um, we have recently had the conversation, we're going, you're going to be 10 next year. Mm. Um Next year, if you if you did want to go to school, because we've said with Aaliyah that she has a choice, because mm-hmm. she's chosen to come out, so if she chooses to go back in, that's fair enough. But I've just said, if you do go back in, I don't want you to be so far behind yeah. that you feel, ah. Okay. Um. So for secondary, you mean going, yeah. yeah, okay. She doesn't want to go back at all. Okay. Uh, um, which said, okay, that's fair enough. This is funny, my husband and I was talking about this the other day, it's like, what if they say they want to go back? Because in our heads now, we're so like, no, this is the best way, you're going to be free. And then, and that's like, what if they say, oh... I think you need to give them a choice. And I yeah. think ultimately, for, for me, Matea's never been to school. And I think her situation is very, very different from Malia's. Mm. Um, and may, I may be wrong in doing this, but she... Um, I fear for her in school at this moment. Mm, she may change, yeah. yeah she may change as she gets older, mm. but I do fear for her. I don't want to have to be battling yeah. with schools. It's a waste of my time. Yeah. I don't want to be sat there at, you know, 11 o'clock at night emailing somebody because yeah. she needs something and they are not doing it for yeah. her. Yeah. That's a waste of my time. If I can provide it, I will do. Mm. Um, so her situation is very, very different. So with Aaliyah, we've kind of said, it's your choice. You've mm. been in school, you know what it's like. Mm. She doesn't like it. She doesn't want to go back at the moment. Mm. Hopefully it will stay there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, because yeah. I I wholeheartedly see the benefit. So the other thing I wanted to touch on is that, obviously you, see, obviously, you took a financial hit to when you left work. And now, a year in, you are now um, currently kind of in the process of setting up your own business. Um, so you've now kind of reconnected with your love of art, I'm guessing. I know you always had it, but now it's yeah. another thing. Yeah, so, so the reconnection with art came when I had Matea. Okay. Because the, the, that financial hit came then because I changed jobs. Okay. Well, no, I stopped working with her. That's right. So I'm a body artist. Yeah, um, tell us what that means. What I you paint do? naked people. <laughs> Ooh, you paint naked people? Yeah. How, like, well, how did that come about? Like, by, Completely by accident. Um, I started off face painting for a friend, just um, did some stuff at the Olympics, face painting, and then I was like, oh, yeah, this is, I like this. Mm-hmm. I didn't realise there's a job that I could do that I get paid well for. Wow. And, you know, I love painting. It's, yeah. It's perfect. So, so did you do art at school and stuff? Or you... My degree is in education and arts. Okay. Um, I did A-level art and GCSE art. Um, yeah. So I've, but I've always drawn, painted since day dot. Like I've just always yeah. done it. Um, but, it, but you just didn't think it was a thing that you could do for it, a job. It's going back to that thing where you know, I had the conversation with him and she was like, but being a musician is not a job. And yeah. in my head, 
um, artists don't become famous till they're dead unless yeah. you're Damien Hirst or Tracy Emin and a bit crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, you don't become famous. You you have to get a real job. Yeah. Um, and and that's where my head was, and that's mm. where I'm kind of going. I don't want that for my children. Mm. Um, because being an artist for some people is a real job. Yeah. If you really want to to push it. Yeah. Um, and so. So you discovered at the Olympics that that was your talent and then, or a thing that you could do? The thing that I could do, yeah. Yeah. So I'd done it on and off, um, very, very part-time. And then done the body paints. The body paints, again, very, very part-time. And then when I stopped working in schools, Mm. um, when we started the home educator, I was like, this has to be my job, I need to make it it work. Mm. Because otherwise the home educator is not going to work, Mm. and I really, really wanted to. Mm. So I'm going to start offering pottery classes, because that's what I specialised in at university, was ceramics. Um, And I'm hoping also to do my own stuff, and hopefully somebody will like it and buy it. Nice, nice, (laughs) Um, yeah. And just, but again, you know, I'm going back to learning. So I left university a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and what I realised, having set up my studio, is I wasn't taught what I needed to know. Mm. Well, in terms of how to be an artist. Yeah. Right. I, I could have, so um, what, what the conclusion I've come to, and it goes back to the whole thing of saying, you know, we, we are on a journey as mm. parents and yeah. we are re-educating ourselves. Yeah. So I spent three years at university and okay, it was a, a combined degree, but ultimately <clears throat> I was given space to create at university. Yeah, I was given space to analyse other people's work and answer questions that people had set mm. um, for me. But I wasn't taught how things actually work. So I was never shown how to use a kiln. Mm. And I've gone. I have a kiln, mm. and I had to learn how to use a kiln. Mm. You had to um, teach yourself. Teach myself. To use it. Yeah. Um, good old YouTube, <laughs> <laughs> and a technically minded husband. Yeah. Um, so I've had to sit and you know just really, really kind of go. So right. at uni when you did stuff, if you made something, it would just be like magically taken away by a technician. You have a technician to do that, and they do it all for you. Yeah. So you, 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 Put it down. You let it dry. You do all the things that they tell you to, do, and it disappears and yeah. comes back. Ooh, fire. <laughs> then you put the glaze on it, and yeah. then you put it in the room, and oh, look, <laughs> looks amazing. Oh no, it broke. Yeah. Oh no, don't like that. Yeah. You know, and that 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 was kind of like actually, I learnt nothing. Yeah. I could have done an even course. Yeah, and done and, that, and paid and been in no debt mm, at all, mm. and done that. And, and 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 even the business of, I guess, how to be an artist and how to be self-sufficient and how yeah. to set up, how to make connections and network and I'm all that stuff you're learning now. Yeah, yeah. and I'm having to teach myself it. And it's, it's hard mm. because I am still in that mindset, oh, it's so easy to work for somebody else. Mm. You know, you get your the 28 days holiday, yeah. you know, so now it's kind of like holiday, what holiday? Because <laughs> mm. we still got bills to pay, and we paid for the holiday, and there's no money coming in. Yeah. Um. So you know, it's a rethinking <clears throat> of everything. Um. But then at the same time, I, I think it's good for my girls to realise, um, you don't just get any everything. So my brother, me, and my brother had a conversation. And he was saying, 
we live in a generation of entitled people. Yeah. Everybody needs everything now when they want it. Yeah. And I can't remember what we were talking about yesterday, but Aaliyah just said, but why didn't you just get it? Mm. And I was just like, because you didn't back then. You didn't just get things. Mm. You waited for things. Mm. You were watching Neighbours. You waited till the next day. Yeah. <laughs> you can't binge. If you're watching it, EastEnders, yeah. you waited till the next week before yeah. you could see it was until they put it on twice a week. You you had to wait yeah. a long time for things, a whole week for the next programme. Yeah. Whereas now, you know, she wants to watch a programme, catch up, watch every single episode. Yeah. And she could binge on it for the whole day. And mm. it's like we are an entitled generation. We we mm. you know, we have everything on tap. So it's kind of like actually it's good that we although it'd be nice to be financially just fine. Yeah. Um that in turn is teaching my kids that actually you can't have everything. Yeah. You want mummy and daddy's time more. That's a sacrifice yeah. you're gonna have to make that we will work less. Yeah. Which means you have more of us. It's not a fair sacrifice, but that's the reality of life. Yeah. Um and but they're getting so much more of you by having homemade, you know. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, just yeah. in the last year alone, like yeah. how much more time have they got to spend with you? And you, as you were saying earlier, you've got to know them, things that you didn't, didn't literally know. didn't know. They were living in your house yeah. and didn't know this about your child or this aspect of their personality yeah. or how they react at lunchtime when, you know, they're hungry or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so, but I think with the the other side of work, that the possibly... Um, so the ceramics and pottery classes I'm hoping to offer I, I found ceramics really late but I actually fell in love with it mm. when I found it mm. um, lots of people will never come into contact with it because it's a very expensive art form right um, the, the fact that you have to fire and you're going to you know you, you have to have a kiln yeah okay yes you can go and buy air drying clay in a craft shop but yeah. it is nothing like real clay really it's okay. complete yeah you can do stuff with it, but the feeling is complete. It's plastic, mm, basically. Okay. Um, um, and I think there's something about clay. It's from the earth that, you, you know, you can sit, you can play with it. You could just play for hours and mm. not actually create anything that's any of any use. It's such a great sensory thing as well. Exactly. The therapeutic, yeah. you know, there's a lot, a lot. to and, and you could sit in silence. Like I could sit in the studio. I could be a whole day in there. Mm. They could never see me. Mm. <laughs> um, mm. But we, we can't, we can't do that, unfortunately. But it's a really, really easy material to work with mm. um, once you know what you're doing. You only need to make sure you don't have any air bubbles in there. Okay. Um, but it's really easy to, to... And kids will play with it. And I think the thing about every art form is when children do it, um, they're not worried about what it looks like. Mm. It's the process that they go mm. through. Mm. And so I wanted to set up something that would allow... For that to happen quite early on. Yeah. That you could experience, you know, the therapeutic value as well as the artistic value. Yeah. Um, because I think clay is unique in that, yes, it looks very nice when you make something, but it's also purposeful. Mm. You know, you, you use pottery every day, your cup, your plate. So you know, much your to be said pot. for making, like, and in, in this time we make so little. It's yeah. like you can go to the shop and buy anything you want. Then I think in the shops I like. <laughs> well, yeah, well, this is the thing. So you get to make stuff that you like, but also, as you said, there's the process and just learning that things take time and it's not yeah. immediate and it needs to fire for eight hours and you have to wait and, you know, you might need to come back to it and touch this up and yeah. do that. And that's so, you know, such a lesson that can be applied to, like, 
so many yeah. other things. And I think what's nice about Claire is if it doesn't work, you just squash it. And it's gone. It's gone. There's no reminder. If you draw on a piece of paper and you rub it out, there's always that reminder that it was there. But you you don't like what happened in clay. Just squash it. And you will have fun squashing it as well. (laughs) Because it will feel good. I don't like that. It will feel good. And I just, I think it's, I think it's something that has, has died. Yeah. In that, you know, we've always, as soon as we realised we could dig and use clay, mm. we've always had it. Mm. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's dying um, in terms of um, kids' introduction to it because you do. most people who are potted will have a bit of money because you have to have a studio, you mm. have to have a kiln, you have to have access to a kiln. Um, schools can't readily use it. I was quite fortunate that... Both secondary schools that I worked in, they had kilns. Mm. So those kids would have the opportunity. But they would only have the opportunity if they had an art teacher who was capable yeah. of teaching them. And not every art teacher does. And so it's, it's kind of that like, random lottery again, yeah. isn't it? Of if you're lucky you might get someone. Yeah. yeah. Um so you're gonna have classes in your garden studio, yeah. which by the way your husband made, which yeah. is amazing <laughs> as a carpenter. Um, I might go and have a sneaky look yeah. later. Um, so, what, the kids are going to come here and you'll spend time with them and their parents or just the kids? So, with the young, so I'm doing a younger group, which is going to be with parents, if parents want to stay, but they don't have to. Yeah. Um, there'll be really fairly small classes, so a maximum of six if parents are staying. Yeah. And the idea for the little ones is we'll do a story, just to kind of give a bit of inspiration, but also just to add kind of a academic element to mm. it in terms of literacy <laughs> um, um, and kids like stories so yeah. a, a short story listen to the story they could possibly go off and they go oh I'm going to make myself a book oh I'm going to make one of the characters from the story yeah so it's a quite a playful session um they may like what they want what they create and want to take it home and keep it but if not squash it put it back in the bag session nice. done some stories, um, some songs at the end, and then some bubbles because all children love bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's that's the kind of format of the little one session. Yeah. Um, then the older session is a lot more focused in that we will be learning the actual um, skills needed. Okay. So the, the the kind of three basic ways to create a pot, um, but those basic ways can be translated to make anything really. Okay. So. So once they've got the kind of basic skills yeah, um, or have extended the skills they have already, because they might have skills already, then we start looking at putting texture and printing on the clay in different ways, how you can make your clay more interesting using slips. Um, they will all get fired. Or, well, the pieces that they like, really like, will mm. be fired. Um, a minimum of two pieces, hopefully, um, will be fired. Then we come back, glaze them. Um, so you've got I've got a variety of the kind of non-toxic glazes. Um and then hopefully they'll have at least two pieces that they've made that they really like. I want to let children be as creative as possible, but also give them the skills that they, they need. Mm-hmm. But what I love is that probably when you left home um left work and decided, okay, we're gonna home ed, this plan was not formed no. like at all. You literally just had to jump into the unknown and like okay, my kid's happiness is first and foremost, so I've got to do that. And then actually that gave you the breathing space to like look at yourself, look at your skills, look at what you love, and then kind of marry the two. Yeah. So you've got your kids 
happiness, but also your own development yeah. and your own, you yeah. know, even financial income, which you didn't foresee, like no. you didn't think this could But be I think thing. that happens just from being a parent. And okay, I, don't, yeah. I mean, I don't know how it was for you, because obviously you're a doctor. Yeah. Like, you're a doctor. That's an amazing job. You're a doctor. Yeah. But, you know, your life is, has, has come full Full circle. Full circle. Yeah. And I think that quite possibly that's the most amazing thing about being um, human and and living in this country mm. particularly is that you have that space to reflect and maybe that's not, we don't do that enough yeah. as people. Life is so quick. Yeah. The dreaded socialisation question, like what, like do you go to groups? Do you go to, what do you do? Is it mainly um, family, cousins, what do they... We go to groups. Well, we were going to a lot of groups. We've kind of stopped that yeah. so much now because I realised there's a problem in having too many friends. Yeah. Um. So I found that they, they're they fairly social, mm-hmm. so they will make friends mm-hmm. or people will gravitate to them. Mm-hmm. But then there becomes an issue where you're never in your house. Yes. You're actually, you're constantly out more out. than you're in. Yeah. yeah. And absolutely. so then you're not educating in the same way or the way that you would like to. Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's kind of get, getting that balance. And I think also, for me, the socialising, it's weird finding the people that you actually connect with in the, in the mm-hmm. right way. Mm-hmm. So your kids may gravitate to a child, but then as you get to know them, you're kind of like, mm, mm. Yeah, not for my family. <laughs> not, so <much>. <laughs> <laughs> not for my family. Yeah. And then also, like, if you're going to hang out regularly, there needs to also somehow be a connection with the parents. It's like, yeah. you're going to get on and gel and, yeah. you know, we're going to sit and have the coffee for three hours while they play. It's got to be someone that you want to talk to. Exactly. You know. So, um, but what I would say with the socialisation, I think it's really good because you can see how your child plays. You can mm. see where their strengths and their weaknesses are and then you can have those conversations about... You know, so we recently had a conversation about not everybody is your friend. Mm. You may meet somebody and you like them, but they're not your friend. Yeah. Um, they 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 may grow to become a good friend, but in that initial Period. meeting, yeah, they're not a friend friend. And yeah. making that distinction between, you know, an acquaintance, acquaintance, and and, friend, and, yeah. and so so we introduced that word acquaintance mm. to. To to Aaliyah, mm. just in that you know you have you have to take it slow and you have to, um, yeah, just figure out on that day you may have gotten really well, but the yeah. next time you meet, are you actually really comfortable with that person? Do you actually really like them? Mm. Is it just we're just going to have a play every now and then just because we can play? Yeah. Um. So I want you around my house. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, Absolutely. And, <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, the socialising thing, we. I think we're we're finding our feet. Yeah. So we've we've made a few, uh, quite a lot of friends actually. Mm. Um, but I'm mindful of the fact that you you can have too many. And I remember my mum always saying to me, if you can count your friends on more than one hand, you've got problems. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah, yeah. you need to. And I don't. And it's crazy, isn't it? Because when people say, "But what about socialization?" It's like, but now as you're an adult, like how many how, friends, how you how have? friends have you got? Not yeah. that many. Like quality is. Better than quantity, surely. You know. I think if you have more friends, you've got more drama. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we, we, we've had that situation, actually, where mm. um, Alia was in a situation that this, it just became, and I think more so with girls, it just became very dramatic. Mm. And I was just like, we don't need this. Mm. Don't need this. But, mm. um, <clears throat> you know, you learn from it and you just kind of figure out what, 
what what you could do yeah in in a, in a different situation yeah but um yeah so yeah, the socializing I, I don't I, I'm not concerned about socializing because I mm. know they can um I think my concern or maybe not concern is just that they know how to make good friends mm-hmm. and they know how to pick and look at people's characters and 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 are confident in those social situations in yeah. that they won't allow um they'll stay true to themselves yeah that that's that's my thing that I want them in a situation not to feel like they're pressured into doing things that okay yes you're my friend but I don't like what you're doing so I'm happy to walk away from it yeah I'm happy to say what I think and then I'll walk away from it that's that's what I, I want for them to learn about socializing not yeah. that you have you don't have to be friends with everybody no and a really interesting thing last week when we met, um, you talked about um, in the home ed scene, there was a time where you were like at a picnic or something and you noticed there was this kind of racial segregation. Division, yeah. Tell me about that. <laughs> Tell me about that. Because like, when you think about it, actually, like home ed is a rare thing anyway, but I think it's even rarer in like the black community. Do, do you know what? I thought yeah. that. Yeah. Only because of the circles that I started in. Okay. But I've recently learned that there are lots really? of black, Afro-Caribbean um, families home educating okay. in, in, around the UK. Because um, I know it's been a, a big thing with tutoring. I know tutoring is a big thing, like extra lessons yeah. in the African community. But tell me about that then. So like how was it a different network, like a different way of finding these people? Um, I've only just literally tapped into it just very recently. Mm. Um, and I think it's. When we were at the picnic, it was very, I think it was very obvious yeah. that you had this separation. I, I, I find it weird because mm. um, my husband is mixed race. Mm. So our family is, is mixed. You know, yeah. grandparents white, grandparents black. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my kids are very, fairly fair skinned. Mm. So when we had, we had no pair for a period of time and when I stopped working, they, um, I'd go to the classes and they go, oh, so you're her mum. Mm. because they've just presumed Oripa was from Latvia, they presumed that she was, was the mum and dad was black. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. So for, for, for me it was quite weird, but it, it's funny because a lot of the, the mums that I've connected with so far mm. have been um, white. Yeah. But I'm kind of mindful of the fact that my kids are mixed, so I need to, there needs to be a balance. Yeah. So um, it, it it will be nice to kind of have that, that mix. And like I said, the kind of, African Caribbean community I'm only just touching with so mm. I'm hoping that will will grow and mm. you know then then I then I will feel that my children have a balance yeah of both sides because I I think diversity is important just finally like what if somebody was thinking about home education what would be your words of wisdom or your your advice to them I would say go for it yeah. But don't go into it thinking it's going to be all happy and roses mm. um, because, it, you know, there are good days and bad days. Um, I think you need to have a lot of faith in yourself and the universe yeah. in that it will be provided for. Um, and I think also um, you have to have faith in yourself that you may not know how to teach maths or English, mm. but you can learn. Yeah. Um, and that is, you don't have uh, to have all the knowledge at your yeah. fingertips. You because can find you out can, together. And I, and I think that's actually more powerful for a child to know that actually she doesn't know. Mm. 
So we're learning together. Mm. And quite often we are learning together because there's a lot of stuff that I would say, I, just, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So let's figure it out. Let's get the dick so, out and find out what... such a big thing the... to say to your child, I don't know. I don't know. And I, I think we need to get away from the fact that you don't know everything because yeah. you're not supposed to know everything. Yeah. And the reason children have... I feel that children have anxiety issues with regards to education is because they think they're expected to know. To know everything, yeah. And you don't. You keep on learning. You don't stop. You'll be 80 and you'll still be learning. Your kids will still be teaching you. Your grandchildren will be teaching you. Um, And we need to be open. You need to be open to the fact that, yeah, everybody is a learner. um, And learning doesn't stop just because you've left school or Mm. just because you completed that course. But yeah. you continuously on that journey. Take each day as it comes and remember it's a journey for the whole family, not it just is, yeah. not just, just for your kids. children. Mm. Um, it's a journey for you. And, um, yeah, just be open. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> we'll end on that note. Is there anything... Um, how can people, like, see your work and see your stuff? Like, have you got a Facebook page? Have you... Oh, yes, can't remember the details. Um... Okay. Or how, like, if they're Facebook, on Facebook... If you, if you Google my name, which is yeah. Aisha Weeks, A-Y-E-S-H-A-W-E-E-K-E-S, yeah. I should come up on Google somewhere. Yeah. Um, my business name, it's a bit all over the place at the moment, websites... Um, because it has primarily been face and body painting and the ceramics is kind of just coming back into it. But that is I Create, which is A-Y-E. Ah, see what you did there, Aisha, I I Create, yeah. (laughs) Um, And also, yes, I, yeah. Um, (laughs) um, Create, C-R-E-A-T-E. I create. I create. Okay, yeah. so if you look that up on Facebook, it's going to come up. Yeah, or if you just Google it, it should come up. I'm on Instagram, um, I'm on Twitter, but I don't go on twitter very much okay um, yeah 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 but cool. yeah i'm i'm there on the internet somewhere amazing and then i guess with that all the details of your classes are there if anyone's in southeast london wants to yeah send their kids and learn how to or do fun, yeah and hopefully fun. you know we'll expand and we could do some grown-up classes and we'll yeah. do some holiday classes and one-off just random things but yeah we're awesome. just taking each day, day at a time and being open to whatever whatever comes along and not yeah, not closing doors and missing opportunities. I think that's Amazing. maybe the best way to put it. <laughs> Amazing. Sounds good. And I can see why the, the kids are thriving. So, yeah, thank you so much for your time. Thank you uh, yeah. for giving me the space. See you soon. You're welcome. Wow, well, that was an amazing conversation. I learned so much just from sitting down and talking with Aisha. I loved spending time with her two girls. They're amazing. Their home was just so loving. And really, you know, you can just see that as I said in the podcast the girls are really really thriving I'm going to leave all of Aisha's contact information uh, on the website which is multiformity.life forward slash podcast so you'll find all her details um, and how you can get in contact with her and if you are in South London I would urge you to um, get in contact with her and send your kids to her amazing pottery classes yes so how else can you get in contact with me multiformity.life at gmail.com is my email so if you'd like to email do send me an email Uh, you can also find me on twitter and instagram which is at multiformity dot no it's not it's at multiformity he see i'm new to this i have to uh, (laughs) learn how to say my own twitter handles um yeah so i would love to hear from you um please share retweet We need to uh, reach as many people as we can. I would really, really appreciate it. Um, Yeah, so I will see you in two weeks' time. And um, yeah, have a great 
fortnight and I'll see you then. Bye bye.